Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 65 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. Now, last week we talked about a romantic tragedy uh, by William Shakespeare. This week we were talking about a tragedy tragedy by William Shakespeare. Uh, but before we get into that, before we get into tragedies, how's it going, Michaela? How are you doing? How is the Oscar watch coming along? Uh, fill everyone in. What have you been up to? I've been up to watching a lot of well, it's it's still a lot of tragedy. I'm 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 in the I'm in the documentary short. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, unfortunately uh, there's the documentaries aren't filled with a lot of lot of hope. Uh, and the, well, at least not the ones I've seen. So I I just saw Lead Me Home, uh, which is is okay. on Netflix, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. thirty minutes long. It's about the homeless plight, um, the I guess the homeless pa- pandemic. Uh, that mm-hmm. is hitting America. Um, it's not filled with a lot of hope um, going on. Um, I, I I thought it was interesting. It, it's it's probably not going to be my favorite this year. I think there were some holes uh, cinematographic cin- cinematographically that could that could have been filled. But mm-hmm. um, so that wasn't that that didn't fill me with much hope. But I did see um, I did see Luca which oh, okay. is uh, mm-hmm. on Disney plus. So that was actually really great. Um, yes. Probably it came out months and months ago on, in, on, in the Disney world. So people have probably seen it. If you have kids, you've probably definitely seen it already. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed to miss all of it. My son has watched it about a billion times and I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I saw it for the first time this past week and it was great. So that, that was a shining bright star <laughs> in, in the last week, which I needed because <laughs> man, um, I also saw three songs for Benazir, uh, which mm-hmm. is also on okay. Netflix. That is a, a short documentary um, that is up for uh, an Oscar. And it is it is short. It is about 16 minutes long. And it's uh, it's uh, set in Afghanistan. It's also not real. Uh, uh, it's not it's not shiny bright. It's pretty depressing. Um, yeah. So yeah. I saw Luca. That's that's, that's, <laughs> so, that's so balance so balance that out with Luca. Yeah. Um, and if you have kids, like you said, you've definitely seen it. Our uh we had some family in visiting over this past summer, and every time the niece nieces or nephews sat down in front of the TV, they started Luca. So I saw like the first half hour of Luca like yeah. eleven times, I think the, right, right, the week right. they were as here. So yeah, as you do, why as you do. Why, I, why? I don't know. Why do kids I think what, only want to watch the first 20 minutes of everything? Because I do oh, remember I, that as a child. I think I think it's because uh, short attention spans. So you know, well, you, you, you start it up, you're on to the next, um, and that, and that's good. Yeah, all kids do it. We did it for sure. I'm sure that I did it. So uh, yeah, but today we we are carrying on with the uh, with the Oscar season. Uh, we're going to we're going to talk about one uh, that's really good. You and I actually had a chance to watch this one together. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back to whip up this week's cocktail. So this week's cocktail is called the Pink Lady Macbeth, which means you'd think it means it was pink. And we found it on BuzzFeed, which is kind of a weird place, I think, to find a cocktail. Um, yeah. It's kind of a yeah. conglomerate. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, BuzzFeed just pulls a bunch of articles and compiles lists and things. So I don't know that it's that weird of a place to find a cocktail. Um, but yeah, this one is called the Pink Lady Macbeth. The picture of it is pink. It has pink in the title. So you would think that it's more pink. But the one that we made was not really that pink. So I don't know if, if BuzzFeed missed a line when they were copying and pasting it into their article or uh, if we missed a line when we were copying and pasting it into our glass. I'm not really sure. Uh, but I am sure of one thing and that this drink is strong as all get out. So make sure when you make this that you're chilling your glass. Make sure that when you are shaking this thing with ice, you are shaking it, you know, give it a couple extra shakes because you want this thing to be ice cold um, because yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's gonna help the Pink Lady Macbeth uh, go down easier when you're talking about tragedies and we're talking about strong cocktails like this. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And we did look for, uh, the original, uh, recipe for this, uh, as it were, and we could not find it. So this is the best we could do. We did make some, uh, adjustments to make it more pink at the end. And we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. yep. <clears throat> so, uh, to make a pink lady Macbeth, you're going to need 50 milliliters or two ounces of gin, of your choice. You're going to need 25 milliliters or one ounce of Calvados. And if you don't know what Calvados is, because I certainly don't, let's ask Brian. Brian, what is Calvados? <laughs> That's right. Calvados is the thing you go into your liquor store and ask if they have, and they, they probably do. Uh, Calvados is uh, an apple brandy. It comes from Northern France. Um, if you ever uh, get the opportunity to go to Northern France, you should get some cider because that's delicious. So apparently apples are their jam up there. And yeah, so it's just, it's just some apple brandy. Uh, you can get it from France. You can get like an American apple brandy. Uh, it's all the same thing. So just Calvados comes from, comes from France. So uh, check that out if you feel so inclined and it's pretty tasty. So yeah, do not let the name fool you because I totally thought that was Spanish, Calvados, but apparently it is not Spanish. It is French. Correct. Awesome. Correct. Okay. So <laughs> you got your gin, you got your Calvados, you're going to have 15 milliliters or like half an ounce of lemon juice and then one egg white. So for those of you that are afraid of egg white drinks, don't be afraid of this because you're gonna have everything real cold and you're gonna shake this really well, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna add all of this stuff together. You're gonna shake it really, 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 really well. And then you're gonna strain it into a glass and then garnish it with a cherry. And that's it. And apparently this thing magically turns pink. It, ma it magically, <laughs> it magically turns pink. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think in the way we got it to be a little bit more pink kind of as we drank through this was to add some cherry juice. So maybe just when you're spooning your, you know, cherry out of the jar, you, uh, you know, you, you grab a little spoonful of juice with it and put it in there. It's going to, it's going yeah. to tint it a little bit pink. Um, one of the it's important things, sweeten it up a bit. <laughs> Sweeten it up, sweeten it up just, just a touch, just a touch. Um, one of the things you want to make sure you do when you're using an egg white is you want to, you want to shake it in the shaker tin first without any ice for yes. like 20, 30 seconds and then add your ice and shake it again. And that's going to give you that really like creamy uh, kind of, you know, crown on top of the drink that's, that's delicious and, and pretty. So make sure you do that. And yeah, you can add a little bit of the cherry juice, but like we said, this thing is, is strong. It's just, it's gin and apple brandy and a little bit of lemon juice. So it's, it has a tartness. It's kind of, it's kind of like a, like a weird variant on a martini. And we both really like martinis, but this one, this one packed a punch. It, it, it was, it was delicious, but it, but it was, it was strong. It was strong. 
It was, it was. Now, if I can get a little bit symbolic, right? Now we're going to talk about oh, the wow. tragedy of oh. Macbeth, right? Okay. Which, yeah. is, which is also called the Scottish play. For any theater person, you don't actually mm-hmm. say the tragedy of Macbeth on a stage. It's a superstition. You don't do that. Um, you call it the Scottish play, which is little, maybe a big known fact. I don't know. But uh, when uh, the idea of becoming king enters the mind of of uh Macbeth uh mm-hmm. at first he is repulsed by the idea he's like no 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 that could never happen that's totally you know the king is my friend blah 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 and that's kind of how um when this drink enters your lips you're like Ugh, whoa whoa it is very potent and it's very tart uh because mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. there's there's really nothing to sweeten this thing up right you got apple brandy which is kind of sweet but not really you got lemon juice and gin um and an egg white so it's silky but it's not really sweet so even with a little bit of cherry juice it's not like a sweet drink at all but the mm-hmm. more you drink it the more you're like huh yeah this is this works this works and by the end of it you're like this is really good you know and so <laughs> it's right. kind of like it's kind of like that idea of, you know, m- murderous greed that enters uh, the mind of the psyche of Macbeth and the power that, right? At first he's like, no, nah, I don't want that. And by the end, he's like, I can't get enough, you know? So, <laughs> so um, that's, that's so right. That's right. Have, have with caution, a word yes. of caution, right? And if you're going to have more than one of these, please don't drive anywhere and please drink lots of water. Okay, guys, because Correct, yeah. it is... Literally, it's it's almost 100% alcohol, okay, and protein. Yeah. So be careful. Okay. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Uh, so so give this one a try. Like I said, it's it's strong. It's a little, uh, it's it's a little much kind of at first, but yeah, it definitely it definitely sort of sorts of grows on you, and you kind of fall into those flavors. So give it a try. Let us know what you think about the Pink Lady Macbeth, or if you know a better way to uh, get it to be pink, uh, let us know that too, uh, because we want to know. But now we have these made. And we're going to need a drink to talk about the tragedy of tragedies, the tragedy of Macbeth. Spoiler warning for the tragedy of Macbeth. If you've not yet seen the tragedy of Macbeth, you should press pause. You should go make yourself a pink lady Macbeth, add some cherry juice to it so it's actually pink, and then come back and we can talk about it. Wow, bravo. That was that was the most somber I've ever heard you and and my in my whole life. So so kudos. I guess you have you have Macbeth has, you know, taken over your personality and and you know that happens. That happens to the best of us, especially when we're watching this version of Macbeth. This one yes. came out in 2021 on Apple TV Plus, Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, whatever it's called. Um it's on that. It was directed by Joel Cohen and it stars Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. Uh now those are some uh, some pretty big players right there if you take the three of those uh people right there. They have won 10 Oscars amongst them, which is quite a lot. Holy so, 10 Wow. Yeah, and and I they've won 10. They've been nominated for I don't know like 150 or something. 37. Something, something yeah, right, right. Some, some crazy some crazy amount, but but yeah, you, you get those three together, you know something special is about to happen and something special did happen because this film was nominated for three Oscars, uh best actor for Denzel Washington, uh best production design and best cinematography and it's very easy to see why as you as you watch these, but but yeah, Michaela, what what was your uh, hype level for this? You saw it was coming out, you saw the you saw the big names attached to it uh obviously you're a you're a shakespeare aficionado or 
at least a, a Shakespeare appreciator. So, uh, yeah, what 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 were your thoughts? Tragedy of Macbeth coming out. I was super excited. Um, I was really excited to see how they portrayed the witches. The witches are always uh, a big kind of catalyst in in this film or, or in the play, right? How how they portray the three kind of characters. Um, the relationship and the chemistry between uh, Lady Macbeth and Macbeth are always kind of uh, something that gets looked at. And of course, um, the way in which the characters kind of delve into madness because they both mm-hmm. do uh, in their in their own uh, right. This we knew was going to be shot <clears throat> in black and white, and so. I was not surprised that it was going to win or not win, but be nominated for cinematography because pretty much any film in the last 20 years that has been shot in and filmed in black and white has gotten uh, nominated for cinematography that way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wasn't surprised, but then I was knocked out when I actually saw it because it's filmed so differently in that way. Um, and we can t- we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, so if you're not interested in talking about a black and white film that's filmed for cinematography, stop now. Um, but you should go see it because it's really, really differently filmed uh, in that way. So, um, yeah, so those were kind of the points that I was really looking forward to. I mean, mm-hmm. again, Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand, they are both like storms and forces of nature in everything that they do. So even if you're not going to enjoy the content of the films that they are in, you know that they are going to be bringing, I mean, they, they are just, they're the creme de la creme of acting. I mean, they, they do masterclass work in every single thing that they do. So mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to be epic uh, just because of that. And really, you know, even if the tragedy of Macbeth is not your favorite, it's definitely something you should see and appreciate. So I yep. was really looking forward to seeing how they act together um, mm-hmm. because I don't mm-hmm. think they'd, they'd been together in a movie before. Um, so, and then Joel Cohn, you know, I've love, I love the Cohn brothers comedy. I'm not a huge fan of some of their more serious work. Um, some of the stuff that they've done, I didn't understand the symbolism. So I was really excited to see how they would interplay that with like Shakespeare symbolism, which I kind of get, I get a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. So sure. right. <laughs> seeing right, if I can right. follow along in some of the stuff that they would do. What about you? What were you looking most forward to? Yeah. I mean, I was just excited to, to see it. Um, you know, love Joel Cohen, love uh, Denzel and Francis McDormand. I was just like you, I was interested to see how they did Shakespeare, um, you know, it being, you know, two of the great actors of all, you know, of all time of definitely of our lifetimes, but, you know, in the, in the history of film, you know, just two of the absolute greats, just seeing what they could, they could do with the story. And you mentioned kind of the witches and one of the, one of the things about Shakespeare is there are little like nuggets to each of the stories that are kind of open to interpretation. So when you see different tellings of his stories, um, you know, those are kind of the ones where directors and creatives can kind of, kind of flex. And this one opens, you know, more or less with, with the witches here, the scene, you know, kind of telling the prophecy to Macbeth that, you know, he can be king. He, they kind of plant that seed uh, in his mind and the, and the way they do the witches, it's, it's very kind of, it's very kind of off-putting um, at first. It's, it's kind of this, uh, this older woman, just like a contortionist uh, kind of a thing um, in the desert. Uh, 
it's 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 very creepy it's very unsettling um and you know and you can see it you know and and Macbeth's face that he's he's very unsettled by this he's very unsettled by you know kind of the words that they're giving to him that he could uh he could be king uh if you really uh feel so ambitious and uh yeah that kind of gets us gets us started on this on this path down what did you think about the interpretation of our our witches in the story I loved it I was very shocked um, so Catherine Hunter is uh, the actress who plays all all three of them basically, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I I was kind of confused at first because I am used to having three separate witches, and I'm used to them walking around like a like a like a normal person uh, and not being like <laughs> like like yeah. like as I don't know how to describe it like with their head like kind of <laughs> you. They, it, it they're very they're very like skulking it, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like um like uh, kind of rolled up like a like a i don't know like a cockroach looking thing like their legs mm-hmm. are all and and um i thought it was a dead body at first and then it starts talking and then it kind of like un- unravels unravels itself um they, and then there's this such a cool scene and spoiler alert like we've said it right so if you've not seen it go watch it because i'm about to spoil it but there's um, a scene where there's they're in the desert, and, and again, it's such a play on the shadows and the 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 shading because it's all in like black and white and grays. But you mm-hmm. see um, the the there's like a lake, kind of like or like a pond, and it's black and gray, and the shadow of the witch is in the center of the scene, and then you see the the outline of the witch's reflection in the pond and then you don't see the reflection of one but two so then it looks like there are actually three witches there Mm -hmm. and so and I didn't see it at first and then I saw it and I audibly was like oh oh and but it's only this one person who's doing all the speaking it's so cool it's just such a cool way to think about it that I had never seen done before um, and I've seen a couple of, of renditions of the tragedy of Macbeth. So I, I thought this was a really great way to, as you say, kind of flex the, this idea. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the witches are creepy. Like there's, oh, <laughs> it's so creepy. And it, it doesn't help that like, I don't know Catherine Hunter well, like I've, I've never seen her do anything else. I don't think maybe I have, and I just didn't know it, but like, she, she's like triple jointed in every part of her body. She can move everywhere. Like yeah. the next thing she should do is like the next exorcist thing because it's oh yeah she could do everything. It's so creepy and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, they it, got it, got the job done. Definitely, it, it is creepy. And one and one of the one of the interesting ways that they tell the story is uh, it was all kind of recorded on these sound stages and and made sets. So um, it looks it looks almost kind of surreal where it has like a big scope, but you can tell that they're on like a small like production stage, which kind of gives it almost like a play kind of a feel. 
um, you know, with, with the sets built around it, but yeah, it still has this weird amount of scope and they play a lot with, you know, kind of smoke and fog um, and the way like the witches will turn into crows, um, which kind of plays, you know, into Macbeth's psyche. But yeah, he's got, he's gotten this kind of, kind of worm in his brain now about could he possibly be king? I don't know. He's he's kind of reluctant to it, but we go back home. We meet Lady Macbeth. Uh, she's a little bit more keen on the idea, I will say. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing he could have done, I think, uh, is tell his wife. <laughs> that, hey. Yeah, hey, that's I, right. I gotta, someone, yeah. someone told me I could be king someday. And she, she takes that and just runs with it, man. <laughs> that's that's right. What, is it, what does he say? The uh, the weird women told him he could be king. And she says, yeah, I kind of I kind of like that. So we meet Lady Macbeth, uh, Francis McDormand, um, you know, ab- absolutely brilliant delivering delivering these lines and they're having kind of this back and forth where she's she's basically laying out this plan for him how he can how he can do it how they can pull this off the king's going to be coming to pay them a visit this is the perfect opportunity to enact this plan uh she has all of the bases covered she just needs Macbeth to to go through with it right she she has it all laid out she wants to she wants to see it happen and uh yeah now she has this kind of political ambition uh, vicariously through him right right and all he has to do is just uh she's got she's got pretty much all the peripherals figured out right he just has mm-hmm, to go and, mm-hmm. and kill his friend the king which is a really tough scene right because he he's he's got his his famous soliloquy as he's like climbing these stairs um mm-hmm. going up to to kill uh the king and it's again the shadow play is really beautiful there's a scene where there's this bowl and I want to say it's a gold bowl, but obviously I don't know what color it is because it's in black and white. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so perfectly measured the way the bowl ends up catching the light as it falls. And it's, it, it was full of water. I th- I'm, I'm assuming, but then you also think that it, like it could have been full of blood as he's thinking about it. And it, mm-hmm sprays you know the liquid and it rolls a a very a certain amount of times before and it ends up falling uh kind of silent and the score that kind of fall you know hits with the rolling of the bowl as he and this is right after he ends up killing the king and it's it's not as gory as it could be um i mean i I don't think this is necessarily for kids but this this could be the least gory uh drama from the from the cohen's so right 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 so but it's so oh my gosh it it really it hits home but then of course uh you know Macbeth can't leave it alone he has to alter her original plan right so she's like hey look We'll, we'll, we'll say that the, um, <laughs> we're, we're going to poison the guards. We'll say that they did it. it it's, it'll be fine. <laughs> yep. What, and what I, what I really like, you mentioned kind of his soliloquy while he's, you know, going in and, and going up the, the stairs. I really like, so uh, one of the, one of the big things about the way that they shot this, obviously it's in black and white, but um, all, all the sets have kind of like these windows or openings. So there is really harsh, uh, shadows and really harsh uh, brightness. So as he's kind of delivering the soliloquy, he's walking down this hallway and there are these arches. Uh, so he's walking through like like super saturated, like bright, like bright sunlight um, and really dark uh, shadow uh, coming through these arches. So it, it's kind of like him going like 
from like light to darkness and he's just watching walking through this and you see the shadows like cascading over uh denzel washington's face as he's kind of delivering this he gets you know up to the door with the dagger that's one of my favorite uh kind of scenes of this is just him walking down that hallway and the way they played with the light and shadow to kind of depict his mind mind frame going you know from Mm -hmm. from you know good to good to bad as he is you know making this journey up to get this uh plan uh going forward and then like you said yeah he he alters the plan lady Macbeth wanted him to kill the king they were going to frame his uh kind of bodyguards she was going to get him drunk but uh you know Macbeth doesn't doesn't know that that's going to going to be enough to get him the crown um and ends up killing the two I guess uh bodyguards or uh his servants there um you know and that sends uh, you know, trouble, <laughs> trouble afoot. Everyone is in a tizzy about this. Macbeth seizes the throne uh, from uh, from the rightful heir to the throne, um, and they get sent out of the castle, uh, running away because you know Macbeth's king now. So, right, yeah, yeah, and the 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 rightful king. His name is Malcolm. He's played <laughs> by this. By the amazing Harry Meeling or, or Milling, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right. I'm sorry if I, I'm not. He uh, was Dursley uh, in Harry Potter, right? And he was mm-hmm. also that amazing chess player in um, Queen's Gambit. Uh, yes. So he has mm-hmm. grown. He has grown quite. He's grown up quite nicely. And he is like, dude, I got to get out of here. <laughs> um, I don't know who's killing my dad. Someone killed my dad. This isn't cool. I got to get out. Um, but yeah, so Macbeth takes over and, you know, apparently it's really hard to rule. Uh, he thought it would be smooth sailing, but now, you know, his, his closest friend is suspecting him. And, um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's once you start killing, it's, it's much easier, I guess, to keep going. And so That's a lot right. of other people start to die, right? He ends up having uh, to hire out uh, some, some murder of his friend who was with him when the witches first came he has to hire out um the murder of malcolm uh and uh he ends up killing uh, there's another gentleman by the name of mcduff he ends up murdering his whole family trying to murder mcduff but mcduff is left uh mcduff tries to go uh ends up going to england to find Malcolm and Malcolm has escaped. So Malcolm is safe and Macduff is safe, but Macduff's whole family has been killed. Um, And so Macduff tells Malcolm, hey, you know, we all know that Macbeth is behind this whole usurping of the throne. We need to get an army. We need to go back. We need to regroup and um, stop this from happening. And, you know, Macbeth is apparently not that great of a ruler, so no one in Scotland is happy. <laughs> and it turns into a giant mess. And that's right. Yeah. When you when you take over the throne by nefarious means, uh, it's always it's you know, it's it's not going to go good um, and it's not going good for the people of Scotland. It's not going good for uh, Macbeth or Lady Macbeth. Um, a large part of the story is just kind of watching their descent into into you know, madness and darkness as uh, kind of the, you know, weight of their decisions and their <laughs> murderingness uh, goes, you see them, you know, start to start to fight, fight their demons. Um, you know, it, 
it reminds me a lot of like Edgar Allan Poe things where it's like this guilty conscience that just keeps kind of weighing on you and weighing on you and weighing on you. Um, but you get, you get really great scenes. You get Lady Macbeth, um, you know, kind of, kind of sleepwalking, going out, you know, shrieking, uh, having like these night terrors. You get, get Macbeth who keeps, you know, seeing uh, these witches are coming in and confronting him. Uh, really cool. Yeah. You have a, there's an amazing scene where the witches are kind of come in, they're perched up on, on top of this. Uh, I don't know. It's almost like a bell tower kind of a thing. And uh, yeah. then the room just kind of starts flooding. Um, but it's all, you know, inside of Macbeth's head and uh, they do a really good job. And Denzel is very good at, at selling the fact that he's uh, basically going crazy at this point. Um, it, it's just, it's excellent. It's excellent to look at. And uh, the acting of it is, is excellent. And, you know, that's kind of the big, the big bulk of the film, right. Is just them <laughs> coping with the uh, decisions that they've made. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love the scene where they're having this big ball and he ends up, uh, Macbeth uh, ends up seeing the ghost of his friend, mm. right? And the, well, it looks like the dead body of his friend, like walking around and he starts to run after him and fight him and his, and Lady Macbeth, this is before uh, Lady Macbeth is like, shrieking everywhere and sleepwalking and she's like what's going on and like everybody can see you what is going on and um he's kind of having this fight with himself it looks like and then all of a sudden the 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 ghost creature looking thing kind of turns into this flock of birds and again it's all in black and white but it the richness in which it's filmed is so cool and it's at that point really uh, and it's in this rendition that I feel for the first time that it's ever entered my mind that this was all the witches doing. Like the the witches, um, the witches had this plan from the beginning. They just wanted to take a person and toy with them. And Macbeth mm-hmm. never really had a say in this. Like it's you know in in all of the other renditions that I saw, um, I really felt like. Macbeth did this to them to the to himself. He was tempted and he failed. But in mm-hmm. this one, I really feel like it could have been anybody. It could have been anybody that these that the witches stopped uh, on the side of the road and said, "You could be, you could be king," or anybody mm-hmm. in the king's army that they stopped and said, "You could be king." And you know, he, they never had a chance. They, you know, because men, you know, human men. I don't mean like men. But like the 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 era of man is always going to be greed, and that if he, uh, you know, if that person had said no, I'm I'm not going to fall, um, I'm not going to fall to this temptation and greed, the witches would never have let up because it was it was something supernatural. Um, this this interpretation really led me to believe that it wasn't just his greed that was making him go mad, but that the witches wouldn't leave him alone because, as you said. They're everywhere. They were above him as he's kind of having these soliloquy moments by himself, mm-hmm. giving, you know, helping him with these delusions. Um, now, his wife, I don't see any of these, these, you know, uh, there are no scenes where these witches are kind of de- dementing and tormenting his wife. Right. She's kind mm-hmm. of doing that to herself. But I love those scenes because it really offered another idea that it wasn't just Macbeth it was also Mm -hmm. you know this supernatural force that was and I'd never seen that before and at the very end right when Macduff comes with Malcolm 
they got they had gathered this army and they you know they, they all like cut off some branches and like walked, that's right walk yeah. back into scotland and so the guy <laughs> you know at this point the castle's kind of a mess i mean and it's so funny because you're right i love the the way that the sets are made because it looked kind of like a set that you would see on a stage mm-hmm. right but the, the you know the guy's like hark it looks like the trees are moving and you're like oh dude the, the army's coming in like, <laughs> that's that's in right yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a key point of the of the play right is that the for, the forest is moving towards the castle so yeah so you see them kind of holding just like branches above their heads so you don't actually get to see it moving uh which would have which would have been interesting to see maybe i don't know but uh maybe not seeing it is is for the best here it's just you know it's just kind of playing in in his head but yeah mcduff uh comes back he is going to face off with Macbeth. um and they're a kind of last fight. Macduff's trying to get revenge because uh, his whole family has been uh, slaughtered and his house has been burned to the ground. Um, so he's back to get his revenge and he ends up getting it. And kind of the last scene that we see with Macbeth is his crown has fallen from his head and he's, you know, trying to reach for that and, you know, gives Macduff the opportunity to uh, to take his head, take his life. Um, and it, that's, you know, very symbolic is that, you know, Macbeth is reaching for the crown as he loses his life because that was his, uh, you know, kind of ultimate ambition there. Um, and yeah, with him out of the way, Malcolm gets the throne uh, back. He's the uh, rightful ruler of Scotland now uh, with his with his father gone. And uh, yeah, it's the, you know, kind of political ambitions and and greed. And uh, and like you said, yeah, this one plays a lot into how big of a role the witches really played in his and his psyche and his ambition. Um, yeah. Which ultimately led to, you know, Lady Macbeth taking her life and Macbeth uh, losing his life, you know, and an attempt to hold onto the crown as long as he possibly could. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of the, the story of Macbeth. So, um, you know, hopefully if you've, you know, had the chance to read that and, you know, high school or, or college, or if you're at least a little bit familiar with this, or you've seen some other renditions of it, uh, but this was a really interesting take on it. Um, kind of, not not you know not one for one parallel to us talking about romeo and juliet but it's definitely a different interpretation of it for sure which i which i really liked i you know really found uh kind of you know refreshing it wasn't just a just a rehash of stuff we've done before and you know not that we would expect uh joel cohen to do something like we've seen before right with this story but uh yeah that was tragedy of Macbeth. we got to watch this together actually michaela uh you and i uh which was fun because we don't we don't often get to do that uh, every once in a while, but uh, what were your thoughts? You were, you were hyped up about this one. Uh, what, what did you think? What were kind of some of your uh, key takeaways from this, uh, from this version we got to see on our Apple TV plus? I really, I really liked it. I think that if, even if you're not a Shakespeare lover um, or even a tragedy of Macbeth person, because this is not my favorite play um, of Shakespeare's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite tragedy, <clears throat> but I think you can, a person can have an appreciation for it. First of all, it's not super long. So uh, they, they cut out, they didn't, they didn't cut out a ton, I will say, but they, they sped up the beginning quite a bit. So within mm-hmm. the first 20 minutes, uh, you know the lay of the land. And I will, to me, that was pretty fast. So you know, the, the scene with the witches is real quick, which I, which I appreciated um, because 
that can that can drone on with the play in you know if you look at the play so Mm -hmm. i i really i really like this one it's an hour and 40 minutes it's worth your time it is so beautiful i mean i know it's in black and white and that's going to throw a lot of people off um which is a shame um and the sets yeah it's it's not it's not a richly designed set um but it is it is so beautifully filmed mm-hmm. the way that the shadows play and the way that it is designed is so cool and you're just you just you just go watch it and give it give it a shot because it is really cool the way that they do um play with the shadows and the light and the grays and the way that they play with the smoke, right? Because they they do all of that. And they're in the, the way they show that you're in the desert and then you're mm-hmm. in this very sparsely decorated castle. And then you do they do show a couple of scenes where you're in, you're supposed to be in the forest and how that looks and all, all of that is really neat the way that they do it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, how you know the the play up of the of the witches itself. I mean, my one of my favorite shots is at the very end when Macduff and Malcolm they are you know they've got Macbeth's head and they're riding through you know back through the countryside, and all the men are kind of giving way to Malcolm because he is now going to be king, mm-hmm. and all the birds that were considered the witches all of these crows all the crows yeah. flying flying through the air and you're like oh this was the plan the whole time it's like so it's so cool so i think it's worth everybody's time um it's it's really good i do i think it's going to win best picture no i, I don't think it's going to well, win it's, best it's, picture, but it's it's not not it's not nominated for best picture um so oh sorry it's, sorry it's it's definitely not going to. It's it's nominated for best cinematography and best production design, and then uh, Denzel's for uh, best actor. It's so, there, it's so hard for for production design because it's so great. It's so great. I mean, yeah, that, I definitely see why that. I definitely see why it's nominated for all all of those things. And Denzel's amazing. He's yeah, that, he's amazing. That's right. So we actually we have the same nominees for both the production design and cinematography. Um, I'll, we'll talk about that here in, in a second, but yeah. Um, so this was done by the studio A24 who have done some, uh, art books of some of the films that they've done, uh, cause they're a very kind of art house production company. I would really like to see this because every scene in this film looks like it's like ripped out of like some like photography coffee book because it's absolutely just gorgeous the way that um it's laid out um let's let's run let's run through these here real quick so cinematography and production design are uh dune nightmare alley uh west side story and power of the dog and then uh this tragedy of Macbeth for both of these uh one of the things that i will say for this versus something like power of the dog power of the dog is is stunning looking right it's it's absolutely beautiful the setting is beautiful but there you're just like there's a really pretty mountain 
Benedict Cumberbatch go sit and go stand in front of it and we'll we'll shoot that and it'll look great. Something like yeah. this, something like this, they have to be like, okay, I want this wall to be here because I need the light to come in right here. So we have to put a window right there. We have to light it from up here to get the angle perfectly right. And then you're going to have to walk through the scene and hit all of these marks as you're talking. So that way the shadow can hit, you know, yeah. the side of your face at a certain point. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's just, it's a completely different approach to it, but I, love this it looks so gorgeous i thought i just i couldn't yeah. get over the uh the light and shadow play the kind of the weird angles there was a lot of like top down stuff which would have been hard to do in these you know made sets they just felt like like i mentioned at the top it kind of felt on one hand that it was you know they were shooting it like in a very small room but on the other hand it just kind of went on forever so that was that was really great uh kind of camera trickery and the way they were able to you know kind of build these sets out yeah yeah, I, I thought at the beginning it was very Escher-esque, right? Like mm -hmm. an Escher mm -hmm. painting almost in how they did it. I mean, I, I love Power of the Dog as well. Um, there were a couple things. I mean, there's a, there's a scene, and we'll probably talk about it. Uh, there's a scene where you're looking at a mountain and you can see a shadow of a dog. That's cool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, th the thing that bothers me about Power of the Dog is it's supposed to be set in Montana. It's not filmed in Montana. It's filmed in Australia. So, and anybody that is from Montana like me, that... Um, yeah, it's pretty obvious that it's not filmed in Montana, if you know Montana <laughs> at all. So, um, you know, they didn't want to film it in Montana because it's too expensive. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I am in 100% agreement with you on that one, uh, maybe for different reasons. But also, you know, telling an actor that they have to make their point, their marks at a certain point, but also get the dialogue right. Because with Shakespeare, you cannot mess that up. Like, and mm -hmm. not, not only, not only um, can you not mess up the dialogue words, but you have to make, you have to say it at the right time. Because if you'll recall, I'm talking about a bowl moving around. Like mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, there's, there's a ton of like scenes in this film where you have things that are dropping whether it's blood or um water there's drops that right. happen and hit you know puddles that move and make and that 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 <laughs> that affect certain things that happen in the film um the way in which though that film filmation all that happens is stunning and i don't know how long that had to take but that probably took <laughs> a long time to figure it would, out it'd have to take a lot of rehearsing i would think yeah because i mean we you know we mentioned with the witches you know there are some other things that are kind of open to interpretation uh the way that the woods are moving you know the way that uh he you know kind of meets his his fateful end some of those things are kind of an, open to your artistic interpretation but if you're if you're doing shakespeare and you're doing it line by line that's not open to interpretation because if you get one word out out of place then everyone's going to know right I'm not going to know because because I'm not that into it. But people that know Shakespeare will know. They'll know if the cadence is wrong. They'll you know all of this stuff. So yeah. so so yeah. So a lot of a lot of care had to be taken um, with it. Um, I was really excited to see this. I watched it the night that it uh, premiered on Apple Plus. I watched it that night, and then uh, you and I just watched it last week. And kind of preparation for this, you hadn't seen it yet. So good to good to get it watched. Good to get it marked off of the Oscar list. And. Uh, I will, I will leave everyone with a fun fact that I didn't know until this morning when we were getting ready to record and that uh, Joel Cohen and Francis McDormand are married and have been for almost 40 years. So there you, you go. Know that? I did. I didn't know that. That was, that was completely news to me. So, uh, you know, uh, good on them. 40 years. That's a long time. That's great. So. 
That is, that is a long time. No, they are, they, yeah, 40 years. Yeah, it's I, amazing. I, I, it, I, you had no I didn't idea. know. I don't know. I don't know where they keep all of their Oscars. They must have a, a wing of the house just for that, I guess. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I bet it sits like in front of, a, like on top of a, a bookcase full of all the books they read. They seem like really <laughs> normal, smart people. You know, I bet, yeah. I bet they're like, super down to earth like they seem super kind you know one of my favorite things about Fran I mean I don't know Frances McDormand at all but like my favorite thing about her honestly not only is she a brilliant actress but like in her Oscar I think it was her Oscar acceptance speech or one of her many accepted speeches is she was like make sure you have an equality writer at the you know on in all your contracts where you know, mm -hmm. you got, you, you want to make sure that you only work with people who are committed to equality, like super cool. Right. Like that. Yeah. And she's public about it. That's, you know, rather than yeah. being, you know, secretive about being uh, committed to that sort of thing. Super cool. That's, that's right. That's right. So 40 so years. 40 years. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. Lie, 19, 1984. Yeah. They were married. So, uh, yeah. So that's the, the tragedy of Macbeth. Um, you know, kind of rundown for us there. Uh, we'll have to see how it does in Oscars. We'll see how it does in our Oscar predictions. You know, as we get into that, we're about a month out from from that now. So keep an eye uh, there and let us know what you thought about the tragedy of Macbeth and what your favorite version of it is. If you've were familiar with the story or if you watched this, uh, let us know. And if you make a Pink Lady Macbeth, let us know how you enjoyed that. Um, and you can, you know. Tag us and all of your pictures of it and let us know on our Instagram and Twitter. It's at drink the movies and on Facebook.com slash drink the movies. You can see pictures of ours and get our Oscar uh, polls and stuff going here, hopefully in the next uh, week or two. Um, getting those uh, put together up onto the website right now. So do that. It's www.drinkthemovies.com where you can find all of that stuff. And then it would be amazing if, you know, after after you've lived through tragedies. You know, what you need is you need to do you need to do some good and something that will do do you some good to get you some good karma points is leaving us a five star review, I think. So, Michaela, where should they go to that? You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on anywhere, really, that supports Anchor Podcasts. So that's right. You can subscribe to us. We offer at least two drops a week. All right. We do mm -hmm, drops mm -hmm. on Tuesdays, generally drops on Thursdays for our longer podcasts like this one right here. Leave us a five star review because that really helps us get the drink the movies out there. We love the community we're building. We are talking tons of cocktails. We have get, we're getting requests. We're listening to those requests. We are have got lots of things planned. We've got lots of cocktails planned. Guys, girls, people of all kinds. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to drink. We're here for you. Build the community. Tell your friends. Leave us a five-star review. Yes, do all the things. Do all the things, yeah. Um, and one thing that I'm going to do right now, Michaela, I'm, I'm a little bummed out. You know, we just talked tragedy. We talked tragedies two weeks in a row. So I'm going to go make myself a Pink Lady Macbeth. Um, I'm going to have it. I'm going to take a long look at my Oscar list. I'm going to see if I can knock some of these out because yeah, the, the clock is ticking away and we need to, we need to get to watching some movies. So let's whip up another couple of these and get to watching and we'll have to talk to everyone next time on drink, drink the, the movies. movies.
double. Macbeth quote here. Double, double, toil and trouble. Oh, there you go. Very the nice, birds. very nice. The birds made me do it. The birds made me do it. Yeah, should have, should have thought of that. Solved. Don't listen to birds. Yeah, just don't write a letter to your wife saying I'm going to be king. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 